Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. I'm Lisa Chenu. And today's guest honestly needs no introduction, but of course we're <laughs> going to give her one anyways. We're so excited to have her here. She is the the name in astrology, I would say. You might know her from her app, the Chani app, uh, author, astrologer, podcaster. Please give it up for the one and only Chani Nicholas. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's a of course. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Dream come true. Yes. You know, long time fan. I mean, you're probably one of the first people I followed cultishly, mm. you know, <laughs> regularly. <laughs> so um, I did want to share that you helped me get laid one time. Oh, I did. Great. Send, I was, yeah. you know, very serious flirtation back and forth with uh-huh. a Scorpio, of course, in 2016, where we're just sending your like, here's for your rising, like the uh-huh. newsletter passages yeah. and like highlighting sentences that were like horny for each yeah. other. So anyways, yeah, you've, amazing. It helped Thank me you. in many ways. But, uh, <laughs> I can retire now. Yes. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to use that as a blurb on, on any next promotional <laughs> thing, you know, we'll get you. Listen, I've been in a lot of like coupling counseling <laughs> sessions. I've been in individual therapy sessions. I've been in many, uh, like uh, DM, I think. Mm-hmm. It app, is, so it's all it a is, blessing. <laughs> that is something that is so it, interesting to me I guess especially now in the kind of current uh environment that we find astrology in where there are still people who are like skeptical and I do feel like if we just had the I know this is not necessarily like good for astrology writ large but if it just was like hey it will help get you laid I do feel like we could get more people on board and it's true (laughs) I thought when I mean I think the 70s kind of functioned like that that's true which is I think the name of your podcast Yes, exactly. (laughs) 360. I think when you said that you'd been in a lot of couples counseling sessions, I kind of pictured you in the room. And I think that would be fun for like an astrologer to have to go into a counseling session and kind of reframe like, oh, no, actually, like, you know, this person's a Gemini Mercury, so we're going to let them finish talking or, you know what I mean? Like, just, just, <laughs> I, I would, I would offer the exact you would opposite. Touch, you You're going to have them cut them off. At some point. It's just going to go on forever, but yes. I thought we'd just let them get it out not necessarily. It'll never end. There's no getting it out. <laughs> There's just another way to think about it. Hey, I'm, Which we that's love. my natal placement and yeah, you're right. Like, like yeah. I and also Gemini Mercury's can be cut off too. Like I think mm-hmm. that if you are like, can we put a pin? It's like, yeah. sure. Can we return yeah. to the pin? Yeah. Oh great. You know, like or it's not. just squirrel. Yeah, or I'll forget. It's fine. Like we'll move through. But um, no, that's that's amazing. Um we had just off top for your background, one of our mm-hmm. Patreon listeners, uh Velvet Lux had a question. Um, that we usually ask folks, but I wanted to shout out their question. Just of mm. like, what OG intro to your life? Like, what led you beyond the sun sign? I'm curious. Like, was there a planet that you first bonded with? Um, it's, I feel like it's like how everyone has like a favorite dinosaur or something. <laughs> you know, like you just like kind of move on to like, oh, I like this thing. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, what was your maybe next planet? And maybe I don't know if it's obviously like the moon, but or you know, we call sun and moon planets but yeah I'm curious what what brought you beyond the sun to start that's such a good question I don't know if I was ever fixated on sun signs 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I started like studying astrology pretty youngish. So it was, I always, I, I don't remember thinking about it in terms of sun sign, I guess. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember conceptualizing it like that. I, as soon as I started to formally learn about it, I was trying to understand the whole chart and like the like bizarre, weird puzzle that that is. So yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty obsessed with sun, moon rising and like the ways in which they went together and what it all meant and how it like gave you a complete picture mm-hmm. and the ways in which I, I you know, cause, because I learned the first astrology reading I had was with me and my dad and his newest wife and her kids and the astrologer gave us all readings. And so like I a was group like really family reading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my God. Okay. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was 12 years old and you know, it was like my dad's third marriage. And so I was, you know, I was used to different family iterations, but it's still like a hard thing to do when you're young, I think probably anytime, but it was really yeah. good for me to like, know why we were different. You know, at 12, mm. you're trying to figure out like, who am I? And you're, you're just coming in to understand that you've got power. It's why we all get like a little witchy or like, we want to know about superpowers or like superheroes or whatever at that age. And I was really fascinated at the, at the astrologer's ability to be able to like, so specifically parse us all out and tell us, tell me why we were so different. And I understood what she was talking about Mm. and everyone else was like, oh, it's cool. But like, it didn't really stick with anybody. And I was obsessed and she had written a book and my dad got it for me. And that was my first astrology book because I didn't have the internet growing up. So Mm. I couldn't just look shit up. You had to get the literal physical books and they weren't readily available. You had to like and that stepmom's mom was a Reiki master. She's the one who got us the astrology reading and she had a library of astrology books. So I would oh. go over there and she's actually the person who brought me to my first astrology lesson, which was when I was like 19, 20. And so I did like a whole series of classes with her. And I just remember sitting in this room with people in their like forties and fifties and sixties and nobody understood what, what the fuck this woman was talking about. And I was, <laughs> and I was the only one who was like, oh yeah, that's because Mercury is blah, blah, blah. And so it was just this thing that I gravitated to so quickly. And you asked me like what planets, it's not that I'm obsessed with this planet, but I did start to get visited by planets in my dreams really young. So I, I'd go out to the planets and they'd teach me about what they were doing. So you'd like astro project to them kind of, I don't know, maybe I don't. Do you fly in your dream? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm very, I have most. I've yet to 99, fly either, but yeah, like 99% of the time I am like worried. I forgot my pants. <laughs> I'm driving in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, you know, I just like drank something that was you know, like, you just like, it's not good in yeah. my dreams. My wife will dream that she like, um, is hanging out with Obama and playing basketball oh and God. like, <laughs> or, and like, he brings her to like a conglomeration of people that are like the most powerful people. And, and they give her a standing ova- ovation because oh she God. makes this amazing speech. And like, that's her dream life. My dream life is like, um, you know, I was babysitting a raccoon and it got away from me, <laughs> and, you know, just like absolute yeah. nothing, just my nervousness. And yeah. And sometimes that's on planet Mars. Yes. And then once in a while I get visited by planets and they like tell me things and like, you know, I have these big, huge dreams, but mostly it's just my own anxiety. That's so cool. (laughs) I feel like 
what you said about the astrologer in your family it's like there is that like couples counselor astrologer person that came and that I mean the only time I've ever seen something like that is like on real housewives which it doesn't Mm -hmm. tend to be like the same experience of like making you understand yourself or get closer together Mm -hmm. um but that's an interesting idea for uh practice Well, it's so interesting hearing you talk about your experience with that, because I do think so many people, again, I don't know where, why this is where my brain is today, but that one of the like dismissals of astrology is people go like, oh, you're saying everyone is the same. And yet if you get a reading or if you are, I don't know, really listening, I would say Mm -hmm. it's so obvious that it's telling people how we're different and how we share certain, you know, mm-hmm. cognitive processes and things like mm-hmm. this, but that everybody has a unique way of approaching it. And mm-hmm. um, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe this is like a human nature question too, but like, uh, what do you think makes someone more receptive to hearing the like differences versus mm-hmm. not, I guess? I guess, I guess it depends on what you come into the conversation with. Like if you are, critically thinking and you're able to like understand what what the astrologer is saying as opposed to if you're coming in with a preconceived notion that it's all like bullshit yeah you know and but it also really depends on how the astrologer or the person is approaching it because there's a lot of conversations that I hear about astrology that I'm like yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) I understand why people think this is awful (laughs) yes it's okay it's all good but it's like you know I I don't know I can't vouch for everything every astrologer says and some sometimes the people with the preconceived notion like they do want to be changed they do come in open and sometimes I mean most of the time they don't most of the time they're you know straight white men challenging women in bars or whatever but sometimes you get no no I don't don't talk to a lot of those people (laughs) good that's good I live in a bit of a bubble but but I yeah I feel like there are people that have an open mind like I feel like my mom or someone who would be like oh it's interesting like I want to I want to hear it it's not like something I'm like super versed in or whatever but yeah Yeah. I think that comes back to even you mentioning like not initially thinking of your sun sign as the sun because it was called star signs and you know until we started even differentiating that there's other players involved and I think a lot of times we do hear oh wait like the planets like NASA you know like like the things that are up in the sky and it's like yes like literally the things that are up in the sky um I'm curious because we're recording in between the eclipses we have the the full moon lunar eclipse coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's been a time. I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> right. Right now. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. no one it's is like, okay. No, the world okay. is not okay. It's not okay. No. I'm curious as we like shift from the Taurus Scorpio, like we're closing up Taurus Scorpio stuff for now. Not that it's ever fully closed because Uranus mm-hmm. is here um, mm-hmm. and Jupiter. But as we then move into like this Aries Libra kind of section of our personal lives, our societal lives, I'm curious just vibe check. Like, uh, you know, it's still like Venus, Mars energy, but like, what, what has that been bringing up for you, whether it's personally or societally or beyond? Well, you know, we've had this extended Venusian trip, right? So since June, you know, June, Venus went into Leo and then started to enter into its pre-retrograde shadow phase. 
And then we had uh, Venus stationing retrograde in July. And at the mm-hmm. same time, the nodes changed signs. So the node, South node went into Libra. And so the South node from my perspective, which is more of a traditional astrological perspective is about an emptying out or a release. So when I was thinking about this and then talking about it with some of the like lead astrologers on the team at the Chani app, you know, we talked a lot about what we were worried about because <laughs> that's where you <laughs> tend to go first. And also what we were, you know, interested in, and I, it's both, but what concerned us in, in an, in an extended Venusian, And then, so we go from Venus mm-hmm. pre re, pre shadow to retrograde to the South node going into Libra, which is a Venus world sign into, uh, eclipse season, which is our two eclipses, both ruled by Venus, which mm-hmm. is not like it's rare. It's not, doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that, uh, two eclipses back to back in one eclipse season would be ruled by the same planet that just went through a retrograde period. And that planet then goes into its fall, right? So Venus goes from retrograde, like death, mm-hmm. rebirth, renewal into the sign that's in its fall. So it it's a signal that pleasure and connection is going to be harder than, than normal. And then with the South node in Libra, it's another indication that what is being lost or what is being drained away is... Libra in nature, which is about peace and equity and justice and harmony and cohesion and some kind of semblance of like what could bring us back into balance. And so when we were looking at it, it was like, mm, is the, is the, is the peaceful, is any kind of peace going to be harder to come by? Because on mm. the opposite end of that is the North node in Aries and the North node from a traditional point of view is an increase point. It's a point that magnifies and it gets hungry for it. It's the hungry head of the jack dragon where the South node is that tail of the dragon that sweeps everything away. So if what's getting activated and magnified is Aries in nature, that is very individualistic and Aries is the sign that's ruled by Mars and Mars is the God of war. So there's this feeling of like a heightened heat and a decrease in what can cool us down. And so that's always, you know, going into this period has been like, how is that going to play out? And um, I don't think we have to like, you know, be even very specific about how that's like landing right now. So it is, you know, and then this next eclipse is opposed. It's, it's great. Cause it's, a Taurus eclipse and the moon is much happier in Taurus and it's got Jupiter there, which does feel like a protection, but Mars is sitting in opposition to it. And Mars is super powered in Scorpio, but it's a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Scorpio season is always the secrets, always the stuff and eclipses tend to cover and uncover. And it's like, what, what is going on in the shadows? We can just assume that there's just a tremendous amount about whatever subject we're talking about that is hidden from us. Mm-hmm. And I think that this next eclipse will reveal some stuff and, and there's a lot getting revealed, but I think it's really important to, to, to always be like, what don't I know about this? Mm. What, what is too tidy? What is too simple? What else mm-hmm. could be going on? How could I be being used or manipulated in this situation <laughs> by the powers that be? It sounds like the Scorpio 
which is very natural is like asking to investigate further. Like yes. don't stop at the simple, which yes. is maybe encouraged with Aries, right? Like Aries for better. I love, you know, I love this about Aries is that they don't read too much into things. A lot of the times it can be mm. that very simple, mm. like moving through it quick exchange. that's really like pure and honest and like, and sometimes brutally honest, but yeah, no, I think that that's an interesting reminder as we have a lot of Mars vibes afoot of, of not just taking like the first response that's given to you. And if, especially if you don't know the full context of, of everything right. at play. Right, right, right. It's I like think the Desperate the- Housewives poster where they're all handing the knives behind them when they're <laughs> like, you know, like greeting at the door. It's like, oh, these housewives might be desperate. Yeah. Very old yeah. reference there, but you know, yeah. it's coming to mind. <laughs> yeah. I think Venus craves consensus too. And like having people on the same page and all of that. Mm. And so there is like a discomfort level that I think people find when we're not able to know stuff or we're not able to like be actively aware of everything that's, you know, going on. And that affects like social life and all of those other kind of Venusian things too. And I think especially when we see stuff happen, you know, whether it's astrology in the kind of like broader sense of the how long Venus has been in Leo and those things, um, we sometimes forget to like take it back down to the personal. I, I think that's something you're really good at, especially in writing your horoscopes and all the things on your app and like bringing it back to like, don't forget like this happens in your real life too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the macro yeah. and the micro are all happening at once. And I think that's the the fun slash frustrating part, I think, for back to like getting people. And I don't think, I don't know, maybe it's, be, I don't even know if you need to get people on the side of astrology. If I feel like, feel like if it comes to you, it comes to you. If it doesn't, it will still be here. <laughs> like yeah. what, what not, but like what. Astrology is, doesn't care if you like it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but then also what's happening, what we're feeling more in the personal versus what we're just seeing more in societal and i feel like the nodes really emphasize the societal this kind of moment like these kind of moments where the personal and the political and the the global and like the the macro and the micro are so 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 poignantly intersecting in all of our relationships Mm. and Mm -hmm. forcing us to clarify our relationship to the subject itself and to like where who are we what are we oriented towards these these moments are like really important and you know one of the last times it's a little bit of a different configuration because venus was retrograde i believe during the eclipse cycle where the uprisings happened Mm -hmm. black lives matter uprisings Mm -hmm. happened in 2020 and so we had like the venus is no longer in its shadow or retrograde it's in a different sign than it was in but it still feels like that compilation where, um, you know, Lisa, what you said about Venus being about consensus, about peace, about harmony, about what brings, what, what is consensus? Like, you know, what is the cost of harmony? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, peace, peace and liberation are very different things. And so again, we find ourselves at this intersection of like really needing to understand where, where we're located in these global and then because they're very interpersonal and very much about our inner lives as well these yeah you see who people are in a lot of those moments you know and and despite how much we try to cover it or you know not to to try to be libra harmonious and cool and 
you know, in the middle and all of those things, like it pops out no matter what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the other things about Libra and Venus is people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And so these moments can really confront us with our need to be liked and our need to please and our need to, you know, all the things. Also, people are like losing their jobs over saying, you know, over giving their point of view about what's happening right now. And so it's like, it's, it's, it's not just people pleasing. It's also like literal, like your, your, your financial well being is also at stake. The so rise of fascism is a little hey, frightening. Hey. It's a yeah. little, it's a little concerning. Um, it's giving, it's giving yeah. Pluto and Aquarius. Um, it's giving all the. Well, do you think of Pluto and Aquarius as fascist? No. Well, I think there is a totalitarianism with Aquarius mm, a lot of the times. Sense. Like we, yeah, and I, we talk. You know, take a shot. We always talk about like Dick Cheney with like Aquarianism. It's just like I think Aquarians are really good at getting people on their side. And that's not always the side you're agreeing with, or maybe it is the side you're agreeing with. We see a lot of cult leaders or MLM Mm -hmm. leaders having a lot of like Aquarian philosophies. Now I think Pluto Mm -hmm. can undo a lot of that, that stuff too. So like, I don't think it's a straight algebraic, like that will happen, but like we're wild if we're not acknowledging that this, that is happening. And well, I think what's interesting is like the last time that Uranus was in Taurus was when fascism Mm -hmm. like almost Mm -hmm. overtook the whole planet and it's there now again right so there is that fixed signness but the last time pluto was in aquarius was the the american and the french revolution Mm -hmm. i also think that just the pluto shifting i think is also Mm -hmm. it's there i think because i think pluto capricorn i mean we've seen obviously like pluto return u.s stuff and i think you know there there's plenty of fascism to be held in pluto capricorn as well in the in the kind of more race to the top way maybe um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think just even the shift like of those things becoming uncovered a little bit more and us being more aware of them Mm -hmm. people wanting to hold on to the power that they have at all costs and what that leads to kind of thing i think is very pluto capricorn and then the idea the looming idea of power being uh re what's the word that i'm looking for like spread out to yes redistributed redistribution of power and how the the looming idea of that and the clear uh like desire for that and the and with like strikes and all of these kinds of things of people being like oh no we're actually asked we are engaging with this we are asking questions we are um calling to attention how these power structures are are set up and how they are inequitable for many people um i think that that causes people then to lean into these awful like i mean and things working by design too but just those kind of last not not to say that it's over and done but the last power grabs Hmm. sort of vibes final season of the united states at the very least if it it feels like there is there does have to be ends you know like ceilings can hit only hit so high and like housing markets or whatever Mm -hmm. like all the all the Mm -hmm. things that are in flux i mean one of my questions was do for 2024 do we does it i'm curious if it feels like astrologically of course Mm. a bit more of the same of 2023 or is it because we had so many like new shifts of ingresses this year or yeah I'm curious like what 
what's your feelings like looking ahead a bit? Cause we are coming closer to the end of the year. Thoughts, feelings, uh, <laughs> ex- excitement, unexcitement for 2024. Is there anything that, I mean, well, obviously I election year doesn't, isn't there's that exciting, two but. things that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really think that Jupiter's movements next year and what gets, um, what Jupiter gets entangled with will be really telling. And, you know, Jupiter is a pretty fast moving planet. It goes through a sign a year. So it's not the fastest. It's not the slowest. It's kind of in between and it expands whatever, you know, it's doing. And so it's finishing up its travels through Taurus and it's going to make a conjunction with Uranus. And the last time that happened was during the, like one of the kind of the, the like, um, symbols of that time was Rosie the Riveter. And so because war was happening, which I'm not saying that that's, what's going to go on, but that women entered the workforce in a, in a different way than they had, uh, you know, in that time period. So it does feel like a really experimental, something new is going to happen. I think it will impact, um, labor, like maybe unions, something to go on with it's happening in a Venusian sign. So we know it's got Venusian kind of themes. So women, femmes, LGBTQ folks, uh, equity, labor, justice, that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, Jupiter's quite positive in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and Uranus likes to fuck things up and change (laughs) them and enter something totally new. So it does feel like a new innovative thing is happening in a part of our life that is governing our material resources and realms. So I would love to see, you know, like some kind of new thing come about or something kind of breakthrough in terms of unions or the labor force or how we work or who is working or kind of labor rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm very concerned about Jupiter going into Gemini because mm-hmm. it is the planet that helps us to kind of stabilize through, through growth and through acceptance and through uh, a sense of like peace. And in Gemini, it's in the sign opposite. It's in one mm-hmm. of the signs opposite from its home. And so it will struggle to bring about those things, which is fine. It, that doesn't mean it's a bad year, but what happens in August is that Mars also goes into Gemini and Mars and Jupiter make a conjunction, which is again, fine. It does feel a little bit like the wild West in terms of communication and getting facts correct. And just everyone, it's like a lot of hot air. It's a lot of mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like a blowing up of disinformation feels like, looks like, sounds like, and then they both square Saturn. And so it does seem like that corner of the year, like the July into August, it's going to be dicey. Um, you know, square to Saturn, like Mars squaring Saturn is always a time of like, a crunchy time. It's a time of limits and restrictions and boundaries and like reality checks. Like, no, you can't go there. That's you, you get like the big stop sign and you have to reconfigure, but because Jupiter's in the mix and it's all happening in mutable signs, it's like, it feels like a many headed Hydra kind Mm -hmm. of situation. Like it's not just one thing. It is like, Oh, these 70 things confront these 70 things. And there's this like kind of plethora of things to contend with. However, I will say at the same time, I think Jupiter squaring Saturn could be really good for our ability to, to, to have to stay limited 
because Mm -hmm. Jupiter in Gemini will just go. It'll just like, it'll, it'll never stop. It'll just keep talking. It'll keep, you know, spreading the information, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter, but Saturn kind of comes along and it gives it some restriction or boundary. But I just think like, that's going to be a time of the year. That's going to be really tricky and Mm -hmm. because we're in an election year and because August is a point in the election year, that's pretty fucking important. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, what's going to go on? So what I think we need (laughs) to do, especially in this, by the spring, as Jupiter gets into Gemini is we need to learn how to focus very distracted people, including ourselves. So I think my like tagline for the year is like, how do we do focused sprints? Like Mm -hmm. don't try to stay focused forever. Stay focused in sprints. Like that's the Jupiter and Gemini square Saturn and Pisces. Like, okay, this is not going to last for long, but if I've got your attention, let me get you here. And then let's move all of us to this place. Okay. Then we'll, you know, everything Mm -hmm. will just disperse and then we'll gather again and we'll move the next piece. And so what do you want to move in an election year? How do you want to move the conversation? How do you want to move people? How do you want to get votes to where, you know, like, how do we get those in these little tiny jogs? Mm-hmm. It's it's all sounded like very um like a camp counselor wrangling cats in a way yes. of just yeah. like hurting okay, everyone. Yeah. yeah, and we've been. That's how, I think that's how it's gonna feel. And we we've been talking about this more. I think especially as we on the global sense with like travel, right? Like you, I think you said the phrase like you won't be able to go to everywhere you want to go to. And you know, I'm not trying to scare people or anything, but we do have no, new visas imposed for Americans to travel to Europe. Like there are gonna, there, which a lot of people don't maybe know about. So if you do have travel next year, make sure you get your. Is that real? Yeah, there's now you have to get a visa for Europe as a. I think it's just EU. I don't know if it's UK. Mm-hmm. It's like thirty dollars, so it's not as like uh-huh. extreme as uh-huh. ours for people coming in. But yeah, there's yeah. now a new. Visa, so you do have to plan ahead. You can't just hop yeah. over whenever you feel like. And I think that yeah, is that's good. a bit of a response of like the mm-hmm. influencer. I can be yeah. in mm-hmm. the Amalfi Coast tonight, like sort of yeah. energy, which is like that should not probably be. You know, like that's a bit. I think it's good for our humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it <laughs> no. doesn't have Agreed. everything. Yeah, all I the think slow, <laughs> we've been hearing that more like slow travel and like slow yeah. like that whole like what do you want to get out of this besides the fact that you said that you went there? Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like with some of those restrictions and stuff, it's like learning to value them again. I think, I mean, not to go Mm -hmm. like bringing up the past or whatever, but I think we've had (laughs) such a tough time with people having opposing views on restrictions in the last three years and not Mm -hmm. being able to follow instructions or do the things that, you know, they've signed, they've clicked. I agree to do or whatever the, you know, whatever the (laughs) thing may be. Um, and so I think like, at least for me, you know, watching a, a TikTok of someone on a plane, like, you know, losing it at a flight attendant, it doesn't make me more like aware of how hard that person works. It makes me more, you know, sensitive to going on a plane and making sure that I'm not in the way. Not everybody mm-hmm. has that experience when they see that kind of video, but hopefully like when we're experiencing restrictions and things, we can find a way not to be triggered by them and to instead like embrace some of the softer parts of us. Also, I mean, wanted to fact check really quick. They just postponed it to 2025, three days ago. Oh, so whoa. just a fun, fun fact. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gemini, Mercury and Jupiter here. So I will <laughs> be very conscious of- Oh, so it's your Jupiter return next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Hey. 
Hey. You know, but, yeah, okay. I didn't mean to harsh anybody's no, needle placement. That's okay. No, no, hey. we, it's okay. that's all we do. It's okay. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's very but it is very specific to the Mars Jupiter yes. Saturn. Mix. We're all traumatized from Mars in Gemini retrograde I know, I of say, last year. Yeah. Well. When you so said Mars is back in Gemini, some I was amazing like, oh, no. content. Yeah. So the last yeah, time yeah. Mars was in Gemini was the Twitter meltdown. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which well, like RIP. Yeah. yeah. Still okay, hanging on also, life supports somehow, some way, but this is to me the the Mars side of the of the eclipses or the the movement that we're doing where it's like, no, like we can't we can't keep going on as is. And so it's gonna be chaotic, right. but also stuff's gotta go, stuff's gotta get cut. We gotta be engaging. I mean the the, the next eclipse season is two eclipses ruled by Scorpio or ruled by Mars. Mm-hmm. So this, mm-hmm. the, these two are two Venusian ones. And yeah. then the first ones in the spring of next year will coming be in hot. Very, Mars very, and Scorpio. Yeah. The Mars and yeah. the Gemini, Jupiter and Mars squaring Saturn yeah. to me also makes yeah. me just think of, I mean, like you said, election year and, and yeah. debating yeah. conversations Debate. that happen there. But I think also that reminder from Saturn to kind of like stick to your own, not, I don't want to say stick yeah. to your own agenda because that's that to me feels too tricky necessarily but those Mm -hmm. like not letting people get you distracted not getting caught up Mm -hmm. in these kinds of back and forth and just playing tit for tat to to argue for argument's sake because I think we can do that and going like no hey um you're free to do your own research or have your own points but like here's what's important to me I'm sticking to this I'm not talking about these other things or let's keeping on people saying like what but what do you think about this what do you think about this keeping keeping those things and having it be in Pisces to where it's like you're gonna have to adjust some to like different conversations but that we do have these Saturnian things that stay that are a through line in our in our conversations in our in those sprints that you're talking about yeah it's a good point like we have become much more savvy online than we were the last time some orange mm-hmm. Cheeto Satan, Satan ran for mm-hmm. president. So it, we are in a different situation. We do know yeah. the misinformation, uh, not that still most people don't fall for it, but at least we know a good part of the game that we're going into and it is ruthless and it is cutthroat and it is, it is all out. And mm-hmm. so I just want us being people that don't want a dictatorship, um, to get incredibly strategic and to understand that we are up against an immense amount of people that would love a dictator. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. what do we do in the face of that? How are we going to organize? How are we going to be dedicated to the outcome that we want to see? Because it's not going to happen, you know, if our feelings get hurt and we get sidelined all the time, like, mm-hmm. or if we need perfection from everybody, like, that is not how these motherfuckers win. Like they just yeah. go for broke and they do not stop. And when they, they spent 50 years, 40 years trying to turn over Roe v. Wade and they fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And when they realized that that was a backlash, they then decided to go after trans people and mm-hmm. that is working. Mm-hmm. So they pivot, they know, like they, they are so committed to winning in the way mm-hmm. that they want to win that we have to be equally as committed to the things that we want. And, and, and I, I'm not sure that we've really spent enough time thinking no. about how to do that, but this what year I that? think we'll, 
it does feel almost like that whack-a-mole like they're they're willing to whatever you say okay another thing pops up over here and so to not be distracted again with like trying to make sense of arguments or do those things it's to stay focused on what it is that we're trying to do right and defend your defend that not the not getting again distracted with like oh this isn't this outrageous what this person said where it's like yeah that's what we've come to expect that outrage yeah 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 get it they are shameless the Jupiter mm-hmm. Gemini of it to go like, yeah, they're going to say whatever they're they say there is no, there is no philosophical through line that you can consistently no. count on the same way. No. So let's not, that's not the rules of engagement. All, all, all out supremacy. That is yeah. the end game. Oh, the clowns are at the circus. Well, the thing that sucks is I feel like the, the thing that holds power for people that, especially I feel like if you're not everybody, but hopefully if you're of the woo and of astrology, like, you know, we lead with do no oh, harm. I, do. We, we... Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Venn diagram of woo and the mm-hmm. right is, oh yeah. I mean, is an ever growing place. The... I don't yes. assume anything from anybody. I just got to say that for myself. Yes. If you're, a, if you've listened to us, you know, we, and you can unsubscribe like you know you've heard our point of view it's like we want like, i'm always shocked love, at people when they're shocked at me for saying what i believe and i'm like what do you think i've been talking about all this time yeah but jenny you but got a, so you got true. a big ass reach so you're getting more you are getting more that you're opening up to even to even more for on our end we're still very indie you know and like I, if you want to find us, you find but us. you'd be surprised people hear astrology and they just hear what they want to hear from mm-hmm. your mouth well, mm-hmm. we and then say you that say a thing like white supremacy exists, and they're like, "How dare you?" You know, yeah. And you're like, free to unsubscribe, my friends. Yes, yeah, so you can. Yeah, go elsewhere. Yeah, but my my point being is just like I feel like the good counter defense medicine is people's lives getting better, right? Like, most, so many people are of all belief systems are hurting right now or like not doing well, and like the medicine mm-hmm. is to bring up people's lives to make them feel better and do better and like the like i'll you know conservative playbook is just to like you know scapegoat and call out Here, things yeah. and it's like is there a liberal version like i don't want to i don't know if we, do you even play that game of like i don't know like it's because the r- real medicine is like helping people but it's like there's so much against the wall so for me like the saturn pisces stuff that i think that speaks to that a little bit is you know obviously seeing all the systems that were already created when they did come for roe v wade and seeing the way that like not regular people offering to help like with no knowledge but there there were there are a bunch of places that need to be funded there are a bunch of like Mm -hmm. activism groups law groups that are helping women find safe abortions obviously it's not enough obviously it's not the way I want things to be but I think like the Saturn and Pisces nature of it to me is finding those under underground like underworld unknown ways that people don't necessarily know about that we can support so that we do have a structure for if things get taken down if that makes sense mm, it's good going back under ground not like going underground just just like you know maybe a a lesser known organization or something that we can kind of build and have a structure for things for trans people when their rights get come for to have a system that we somewhere we can go to help Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to our free episodes of what's your sign 
since you're into us, we'd love if you'd support us. Help support What's Your Sign by going to patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. For about the same price of buying us a cup of coffee that we split three ways, your financial support helps us create this podcast and supporting us on Patreon will get you bonus episodes, access to our Discord, and other great perks. Plus, you will truly have a sense of pride knowing that you have directly contributed to making this podcast possible. If What's Your Sign has improved your life, it's taught you something, it's added value, then please consider joining us on Patreon. Even though this is a ton of fun to do, it doesn't mean it's not work. And your contribution really helps make that work possible. We love making this show and we want to keep doing it as much and as often as possible. And we can't do that without your help. Help keep us indie and help keep us putting out the episodes you look forward to every Monday. If now is not the right time to join, no sweat. There's other ways to support us. Follow us on social media at What's Your Sign Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to turn our post notifications on. Check us out on Twitter at What's Y-R Sign underscore pod. And yeah, we're on TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. The link to join our Patreon and all the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you over on our Patreon. A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Listen, the question you ask is like the, is such an important one. Like what is the propaganda of love and creativity <laughs> mm -hmm. and freedom and joy? What does it mean for us to make freedom so, so indescribably gorgeous and desirable yeah. that people want, would rather that than to fear? 
Mm-hmm. And that is like the ultimate question of humanity. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, we, I, I do feel like there is something breaking and I will, you know, there's many systems we can talk about, but patriarchy is related to all of them. And I do feel like, you know, we, we started off the episode talking about all this Venusian stuff and we you know this summer we saw the great divorce and we hear like a lot of straight women being like, why the fuck would I settle for some man? And we know mm-hmm. the, the, the absolute, like, you know, tragedy it, is when people just happen to be heterosexual and that's just it for them. And it's like the Barbie effect out and I'm, I'm really sorry. And also I think we're coming to a place where we are not as like a society willing to just go along with that stuff because I don't know, women also get to work now, even though we don't make as much money as men and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but there's enough leverage here. So really like the question is like, how do we, how do we, how do we help to like, invite how do we how do we be mm-hmm. enticing to uh especially i don't know like women that might be married into like all of this big how do we like make it so fun to divorce ourselves from patriarchy to dismantle patriarchy mm-hmm. to reinvent the world away from these systems of violence and supremacy that people are just like willing to I don't know, give all their money away to all the places mm-hmm. they're doing it. But it really is this like serious invitation to like mm-hmm. the freer we live and the more self-expressed we are and the more we take our rights and our privileges um, seriously and fully live them out and get to have these like excellent lives. I think the more enticing it, I mean, the more threatening it come becomes, mm-hmm. but then also the more enticing it also becomes. And we're just in that moment of, of, I I think someone earlier was, was, was commenting on like Saturn or Pluto in Capricorn being like the last throes Mm -hmm. of patriarchy Mm -hmm. or the, the dying grasp and gasp of this old, old system, the death rattle. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, right. Like hopefully Mm -hmm. that is what it is. And I, I do feel like there is a collective intelligence that is building and that just mm. really resists and rejects this old way of being. And there, there, it is possible to have a tipping point. And I think enough of us are on actually the same page. And I think, you know, as horrendous as they are, you know, apps like TikTok and stuff show that like the level yeah. of conversation and nuance and, and the, how much, how educated people are and the ways in which we're able to have these like deeply difficult public conversations is nowhere is, is like lifetimes away from where it was five years ago, even yeah. three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's Absolutely. phenomenal. So we are making these kind of like big leaps forward. I just, we just need to focus. I think mm-hmm, we've got mm-hmm. everything we need. We just need to focus our efforts and, and not tear each other down when things aren't perfect. Cause it's not going to yeah. be perfect. And it's 2024 is a fucking mess. It's messy. We've got Saturn in in Pisces, an immutable sign, Jupiter going into immutable sign, them squaring each other twice next year. It's a mess. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can do no, it in but, a mess. But mm-hmm. that's so important to name. I feel like coming from so much fixed energy that we've had in these past few years, not just with, um, you know, the Venusian yeah. stuff that we were talking about, but Uranus and Taurus and having uh, Saturn in Aquarius too for so much. And those Saturn Uranus squares and all these things of us really, I think, wanting wanting things and people and situations to be fixed in a thing mm-hmm. and, and working really hard to feel like we need to make things fixed 
in order for them to be taken seriously and to to do that and i think that um welcoming in some more some more nuance some flexibility some temporary mess. yeah you know mutable yeah, signs some... are like this was temporary i'm in between yeah. the seasons don't and worry about like, it it's all gonna change <laughs> some we're, we're figuring it out i don't know that's a great thing i didn't think of that now that you've said that, let's add that to the equation of what we're building instead of going like, oh, built building demolished. You know, now yeah. now it's going like, oh, I didn't think about we needed a room like that. We should go back to the drawing board and and add that in. That's a great, great suggestion. And it being a little bit more, I don't know, collaborative. Um, how and maybe, maybe it doesn't. Um, how can we use astrology to help us do this what is our like role or responsibility or do you think it plays do you think it helps or do you think it is kind of what you said something that sometimes people um you know are, are on one side like is it is it maybe too broad and all-encompassing to ever be a, a tool for this or is it a way that we can yeah I don't know thoughts I mean I I just think it's I think it gives a good warning like you know like I'm using it in the way that I can so that I know, you know, certain pockets of the year are going to be good for this and challenging for that. And I think what 2024's astrology says to me is like, we have to take every moment that we can't use everything we can when we can and to, to -hmm. do the things that we can in the moment, because it does feel like a lot of things are going to be coming at us and there's going to be a lot going on. So if I know I'm walking into a windstorm, then I'm going to try to, you know, bring goggles and have things to go over my head and like wear some protective gear to go Mm -hmm. in. So if astrology speaks to you, you can think of it that way. If it doesn't just get involved in your local mm-hmm. politics and like, make sure, you know, like do the things mm-hmm. that you can do to be the human that you want to be in this moment that needs every single one of us to be an active participant in our communities, both locally and more broadly speaking. And I think we each have a gift to bring to the world and it's our, our duty, but also our greatest joy, I think, to, to bring that out and to do something with it. So if you don't know what your gift is, you know, an astrology calls to you, look at your chart, find something in there that you're like, Oh my God, yes. I've always wanted to do that. Do that to the fucking nth degree, do it all the way Mm -hmm. home. Like just do it full out and have it be in service of something bigger than yourself. Have it be in service of what you want the world to be. And that will get you there. Oh, I random question, random question. Yeah. Yeah. If you weren't an astrologer, what Mm. job would you do? No no (laughs) barrier to entry. You just get to like, go right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't have to get schooling or anything like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would like, honestly, I would probably have just created something else that I don't know what it is. Like yeah. I need to create my own job is what I know I need to Entrepreneurial do. realm yeah. is still, is still there. Yeah. 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 I, I was like, I would say like, I would have, if acting would have opened up for me, I would have stayed there. Cause I like mm-hmm. the ability to like, you know, 
bring stories to life in that way. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. I do that through the astrology. So Mm -hmm. one understanding, I don't want to be in the ad that industry. So also, I I really need to be my own. I'm a horrible employee is the honest. (laughs) I mean, no one wants to hire me for anything. I need to do the thing I need to do. I just, I'm I'm a nightmare. Otherwise I can see another world where you're like a Meryl Streep level actress where oh my god, like, you're not a part of the industry necessarily. You are the industry. You know what I mean? yes well it makes sense too I think the understanding of like characters and motivations and these kinds of things too is so astrological to me uh or they they blend a lot not always but I can see I can see where you're drawn to both maybe you could do a reprise of we just all hanging out watched the I don't know if you saw the doc that Chris Brennan reposted of the astrological conference of 1986 no I didn't see that it's so fascinating but there's there's a lot of plays going on during it they're uh-huh. doing a lot Michael, of yes Michael Luton put up a, a Scorpio Luton musical always has, so I was always. like <laughs> every every single astrology conference I believe he makes he does a play oh my love god yeah, maybe maybe something yeah. of that of that realm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well speaking of um I guess like gifts and things and maybe this is too too on the spot but you do have our charts I do is there is there would you would you be open to looking at each of our charts and not necessarily a like here's it here's a gift that you have that you should be doing but I guess (laughs) in the context of 2024 and a place where maybe we can all you know Stevie has a impending Jupiter return but just some something yeah. that would where be a good energy focus, invest yes, where we could put some where we could put some energy that I think would maybe be in alignment with the things that we're talking about of like I don't know this could be latent or otherwise you don't know us as well so you might not know what which is which but sorry this is my Sag coming out and <laughs> pregnancy hormones insane um <laughs> God, you're pregnant yes I am <laughs> oh congratulations how Thank far are you, you. I'm eight eight months I got oh, like wow yeah I was like we're, we're at the end so oh my goodness yeah so you can place your bet right now if it's Scorpio or Sag Scorpio or Sag yeah we'll, we'll see find out. <laughs> oh my the, god the race the race wow. is on I have a little wow. idea of where your um gifts could be I know I was like where next. my focus might be <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, and still still you know yes just a, a a focus a focal point perhaps okay well yeah. Okay. Um, well, what are you, what are you guys looking forward to in your own charts? You don't need me to tell you mm. you've, you've got this. Like, what are you like, Stevie, what do you think about your Jupiter return? Um, but you also just had Jupiter go over your sun and Venus. I've it's had right Uranus right on now. my ass for, for yeah. some time now. I'm really ready. Tons to of huge astrology. 2024. I think it's also like Saturn's right on my North node right now as well. I'm like ready to retreat learn like I want to see like I just got back from traveling through Japan like I'm ready to just continue mm-hmm. being away and seeing things that are new to me I mean also Aries moon um yeah I'm just maybe it's because like I'm feeling I don't I'm feeling like very 12th house energy coming up in 2024 I'm feeling like really where like I want to put my like I think for like rebranding keeps coming up. I think like what I want to share, cause I've always been such an 11th housey open person. Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like very like more like discerning and concerted. And also like, mm-hmm. I have so much, I still want to learn. Like I'm, it feels very new chapter. 
Mm. We all got married last year too. So it's like, there was like a lot of like momentum and a lot of like, still like a lot of big life events. And now like, it's like coming out of like a big life events and then into like, and then where do you put the focus? Like, or where do you put your gifts or? So yeah, Mm. I feel like running away into a jungle and learning (laughs) is like my (laughs) vibe. (laughs) Wait, how old are you right now? I'm 34. 34. 30. So you'll be going into a 12th like, house year. You're going into yeah. a 12th house year. Yeah. Has oh, anybody I know. done a 12th house year yet? I was like, I'm, I'm in I'm in it. We both are. <laughs> yeah. about, to, about to leave it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Evans. Um, but that, you- that's why I was like, I'm in a 12th house year. So I absolutely want someone else to tell me what I should be doing <laughs> or where I'm going because I do not. I'm in a Mercury ruled 12th house year and it has been a real yeah. explorate, a subconscious exploration that probably needed to happen the same way that my literal apartment clean out organization needed to happen. Um, but also feeling like um, I have maybe undone myself too much and have, mm-hmm. have lost some kind of uh, ideas about who who I am. Um or what I'm good at or or those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And so I think that I also, the term like rebrand, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. is coming up for me, but this mm-hmm. idea of like, oh, I guess re reestablishing what things mm-hmm. actually are me and what things maybe were me, but now aren't, are were, were helpful, but like, thank you. Thank you next. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, but also, but also not wanting to be, just thinking about me, mm-hmm. you know. I'll be soon. I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no choice, but no choice yeah. at all. And you get to go into your first house year with yeah. a with a baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally different. And a no, yeah, I'm in a nodal a nodal return as well, and mm. yeah, so it feels all very on on time. But, yeah, but not yet. Yeah, not, not quite before that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and and then. Uh, Lisa, you also are in a 12th house year? Yeah, I'm only halfway through. Um, yeah. So I I definitely feel the need to find more direction. Um, that's something I've been working on. I also feel like... But you're already so 12th housey. Yeah, I, I, I do. I did. At first, I was really nervous about Pluto moving into Aquarius. But then when we had mm-hmm. that little dip, I really enjoyed it. So that's the thing I'm most looking forward to um, because I think it's, you know, in that 10th and 9th area for me. So I feel like, oh, you know, opening up and yeah, I feel a little bit more comfortable in public spaces and stuff than I think I have in a long time. So I'm ready for that, but I'm also not like under any impression that it's all going to be easy and positive you know so we'll see mm-hmm. I don't yeah I don't really know where I'm going so hopefully um <laughs> hopefully we figure it out um yeah. I always find 12th house years like where like literally if you have an enemy it comes to the surface like you're like oh I didn't know that that was actually like the any kind of like latent hostility or whatever and I don't mean to make anybody paranoid mm-hmm. but I've lived it out and I've also seen it like oh, okay. If something, if something that was hidden from you 
is going on that's detrimental to you, it will tend to come out in the 12th house year. Mm-hmm. And so if that doesn't happening from the outside, then it's, it does happen. Dang, mine all came last year. (laughs) I've had a lot of um, internal things where I've had to reevaluate them or like just things that have come up where my mom like will say something and I'm like, I didn't know I got lost in that movie theater. No wonder I've been having (laughs) dreams about that place for 10 years or you know what I mean? Just like Mm -hmm. stuff like that where it's like, oh, I've been kind of like stewing my own, you know, like like you're saying right. enemy stuff. So I was going to say the en- the enemies for sure fits and it's not necessarily like a direct, not like you said, not like a direct attack necessarily, mm-hmm. but I, I have noticed definitely feeling like, oh, that person, that's like a, a criticism of me or like, that's a thing, or that's like a, Oh, yeah, I, I didn't like know I was doing that. I didn't realize that's the effect that this was having. Yeah. Or that this is what someone was thinking about this situation. Your own like mental debris becomes really apparent. Like your worries mm-hmm. and your anxieties and your mm-hmm. fears. And so it's a really good year. <laughs> Poor yeah. Stevie's like, okay, great. That's, why, no, that's why I'm trying to go to the jungle away from all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the I wouldn't go too far though. You don't want to okay. like get too weird. You know what I mean? You don't need yeah, too much like... time alone. But you will have these like pockets of, it's important to have these pockets of isolation, but also solitude. And really, I think I always call like the 12th house, like where we meet our dragons and our like mm-hmm. inner, you know, and you have to like befriend them or understand how they work and it's a way of really respecting the things that you fear so that you can, Mm. you know, work with them, understand them, know how to not let them get the best of you. But also, you know, you're lunar, it'll be a lunar ruled year for you. And you've got such, Steve, you got such a powerful moon. I mean, it's conjunct your midheaven. It's in Aries. It's will be very, you know, we're not having any eclipses too close to it next year, but, um, it's no, yeah, I feel like prominent. I'm training for that. Like I'm training for the eclipses to like get closer to my zero degree midheaven and two degree um, yeah. moon. And it was interesting. Uh, we've talked about this when Jupiter was in Aries, you know, because of course, so many, um, so many like horoscopes are like, this is Jupiter in your 10th house. Like you're about to like dominate the world. And I, I did in, in many ways, like I had a lot of gifts, mm-hmm. but I think in a very, and maybe this comes in with these Aries themes that might come up in the next year and a half and some change was like, oh, cool. I did it. And I like, I mean, mm-hmm. this is what I'm interested in. This is what I want more of. This is what I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think also like there was a lot more that Mars cutting and being mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. That's what reaching a, a top or whatever, or a goal feels like, mm-hmm. okay, like let's yeah. keep it going. But also I think Tauruses are just getting foundationally rocked by Uranus. But I think in a way that I've just been loving like I think we needed to change our minds and like mm-hmm. get the rug pulled a little bit and have all these shifts come so just just be careful what you say because it's just like my rising it's very soon so, <laughs> you know like just it, it... <laughs> if you embrace it it can't hurt you right <laughs> I love the ride of Uranus it's been so pleasant um yeah it's already gone over three of your planets lisa so it's not new no i know but i I always get those ones first and then the rising one where i'm like oh again yeah Yeah, lisa reports to me first and then you know it comes towards my (laughs) you know teen degrees of taurus but my husband also has the rising a little bit before me so i kind of watch his life and then i go like (laughs) oh like don't make that choice you know yeah Mm -hmm. or do (laughs) but i think i feel like just saturn and pisces man like 
Saturn moving out of the Saturn signs, it's just been so different this year. I think the grip's been loosened. What what we're working towards all is like, I think under review, what just feels right connected with like soul, mind, body, spirit. So I don't know. I think I'm such a Saturn and Capricorn rule. Like I trying my sound, like I'm like into the structure and like introducing, you know, Uranus and Taurus shaking up structure. And then Saturn Pisces, that's like, I've never heard of such a thing has been like a really interesting mind trip. Like my brain just feels so different than even just a year ago. Shani, is there anything you're looking forward to for yourself for the next year? It could be also if like, you know, you have something you're launching that you want people to know about, or it doesn't have to be super personal if you're like thinking about Um, it. Gosh, I, we just launched the Android app. So that was like our big, Congrats. You know, thing out to the world. Thank you. And then Green Bubbles Rejoice. Podcast, right? Yeah, Green Bubble people are happy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we put out a new podcast, which, you know, we put it out uh, with like Venus, Mercury, retrograde, and then eclipses. So it's just been like, um, we've been like, wow, we've really, we really rocked this timing. Not at all. Um, <laughs> so I think, we're, I think the nature of it's changed. Anyways, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's, it's great. And also, um, we were like that it's hilarious how you can talk <laughs> about it until you're blue in the face and then still fall for it, the tricks. Yeah. I fall for the astrology every time. Um, <laughs> but yes, there's a new podcast called down to Astro. I think we're kind of move towards doing more historical things about like this is coming up it hasn't happened since this time and that's what mm-hmm. happened yeah. last time because trying to keep up with current events um yeah you know it's uh, we were like yeah. mm, maybe that this economy it's, it's hard. <laughs> there's a lot there's Expensive. a lot of events to keep up with so <laughs> a lot of events <laughs> it's eventing um also so, launching during yes. mercury venus retrograde is very um tech entrepreneurial of you I, I feel like everything launches during mercury retrograde to see what well, needs to, to be modified yeah you get the feedback well, we only do the about what's working yeah what's working, we, we waited until not. it was direct but we started yeah. the match anyways Um, we just launched our holiday store and have like our new astro planner out and all of our like different candles and stuff that we do with gifted, which is the, um, survivor entrepreneurship program that comes through my wife's nonprofit free from. So yeah, our holiday store is up and running and all that good stuff is going. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. We will link all the things. Thank you. Uh, a question I had, I'm just curious, like what you're into right now, like whether it's like a book, movies, mm. recipe, TV show, ritual, like what, what's been I'm really into right now? lentil stews. Ooh, okay. yes. like, the equinox came and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I need lent. I think it was just before that. Like all of a sudden I just need lentils and beans, which it's not something, I don't know. It's like all of a sudden like a new <laughs> craving. And so I just always, I just made one just before this uh, pot of lentil stew. It's always on the stove now. And like um, yes. now the algorithm feeds me all of these like toast and beans with like a creamy sauce of something mm. something and I'm like save save <laughs> save on a, on a crispy bread just like a yes yes and so I'm also deeply into sourdough bread right I know I'm all late because right. everybody got into it in the pandemic okay. but like there's this, now that means you have all this... access to all the tiktoks that everybody made that people didn't have <laughs> yeah. when they were first getting into it yeah you got professional but I, I don't make my sourdough bread i'm not i'm not there yet I'm, I'm sure i'll get there but um 
Yeah. But we just had a, we had a baby. We our, our little one is like oh. nine and a half months old. Oh my God. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, that has been like the biggest change in my life and the biggest joy. And it's so much fun, Julia. Oh. I just, I'm so excited. I don't know if do you, do Stevie and Lisa, do you have babies? No. Listen, the, if you want them, and you have, yeah. If you have resources <laughs> and it's something you want to do, it's like one of the biggest surprises that I've found is that I realized that the women mostly because the men weren't really home, but the women that I witnessed when I was little that were mothers always seemed like it was a burden mm-hmm. because it was, they didn't have partners and they didn't have resources. And so I always felt like parenthood was kind of like a bummer. It looked like a drag and then doing it. Like I'm, you know, I'm an old first time mom and like we waited, you know, a long time. We were together for nine years before we had, we had our daughter and it's just so shocking how fucking fun it is. Good. Aww. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> that's, that's like what I'm, that's something that I feel like I have like naively told myself as, yeah, as something where true. I'm like, I don't know. It does seem, I've also been very fortunate to know many people who have also, who have also, uh, said this or it. said yeah. some version of this and obviously yeah. said there are you know difficulties and things that are hard yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course yeah. um goes without saying um but also have extolled yeah. the the joys and the the fun and those I sorts mean, of things too so I'm I'm very happy to hear that and it's a total wonder yeah. and so yeah. just like Aww. you know every day she changed she's starting to like dance to yes music, you know so. do you have you have you um are you using astrology at all in your parenting not, not yet. Like I do watch how the astrology impacts her and, yeah. and myself, you know, us yeah. as a family, but I mean, I know her astrology and obviously of course. watching the, every single minute go by. Yes. Class, <laughs> like, oh my God, it's going to be this rising sign. And yes, <laughs> we totally thought we knew what rising sign she'd be born with. And we were so wrong. Yeah. Um, she was like, you guys are ridiculous. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you can, yeah, you can see it from like day one, just like how, oh, yeah. especially the rising sign. Cause it's so, yeah. you, you really understand you, there's this whole thing. I said it on Chris's podcast that I was just on, but like the 12th house being a place of, of calamity and like, you know, really intense, difficult experiences because it's literally the sign that comes mm-hmm. right before the birth before you're born. Yeah. Because in whole sign houses, the, the sign of your, of your ascendant is your entire first house. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what the 12th house is the sign before your rising sign. And mm-hmm. that was all the space that came up before you were born. And so that whole section, yeah. it, it, it makes sense, whatever house system you use, but like that, that place is like the place of great unknown mm-hmm. and difficulty because when you get to that point of the labor, you're just like, holy Jesus, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know the one piece of information that my wife which wishes yes. that everyone told her before she gave birth? Absolutely. Yeah. My therapist said, because after the birth, we were really fucked up because it was birth and we didn't realize how yeah. challenging it would be. Yeah. You might not have this preconceived notion. But my therapist said, you're fighting for your life and for the life of the baby. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, I just someone would have said that to me mm-hmm. damn so go in knowing that it's like a mm-hmm. you're in battle 
Yeah. And you're like, this is, I got to live. And this little one's, you know, and you're just like, God mm-hmm. willing, it's easy. And it, yeah. you know, happens like this and it's fine. You know, it just falls out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes some, it does. Some people do. There is a thing called it's, I forget the exact term, but it's just like baby expulsion where your body does just yeah. like you shoot it out. And then it oh, just yeah. shoots out. So yeah. this, this does happen. So, you know, it's, it's all possible. And if it's not, that's birth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And um, that, yeah. Incredible. Thank you. Initiation. Thank you. Yes. I like you bringing up the, the fun of being a parent too. Cause I was just, I was in a reading with someone we were talking about them possibly getting pregnant and there's a lot of fifth house transits going on. And like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's funny, but not funny that like, you know, it's like wrapped up in the fifth house of children and creation and art. And, you know, that's usually when people are like, why is kids here? You know, like, why are kids in this space that seems really about pleasure and fun? It's like, yeah, because yeah. these <laughs> results of recreation and like, whoop, here it is. And I think, yeah, like we're, there's just so many generations of us who came up where it's like, like me, like my mom knew my dad for six months, they got married and had me and then get divorced. And like, you know, it's like out of so much duty and like social whatever. And so many people are having kids older or making that more conscious choice. And I think that's just rules. And it can be a lot more yeah. fun when you get to choose just like with, if you want to have a baby or not with yeah. abortion. So yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, Julia, you're also in your, like you're, you're moving into your, you're a little bit from it, but the baby will be part of your Saturn square, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, for probably for your listeners, a lot of them are probably around the same you know, yeah, in the age group that you're in and that Saturn square happens around your mid thirties. And it's a comment on what happened at your Saturn return. And it's that moment of friction to like tease out what exactly you've done since what mm-hmm. is working, what isn't working, what definitive kind of decisions you want to make and be kind of like another kind of moment of like intensity in your growth in your maturity and in your adulthood so yeah people call the seven year itch you know similar Mm -hmm. to those saturn transits opposition squares and returns yeah i'm ready for it yeah well Jenny, thank Blessings. you so much. Sending you all the energy for it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you. I know this has been, a, I think it's been a couple of years in the making. So yes, well, I, we're yeah, for having me on and being but, patient. But <laughs> also perfect timing too, yes. you know? Perfect always. And, yes. we're all, and we're all still here doing our things. Yes. Um, yeah. No, it was such thank a God. like, such like so happy to get time, get to spend time with you and congrats on your new yeah, baby. And uh, what's, what, Android app, anything else going on in the world of, of Channy that people should know about? I mean, Android app, the holiday store, mm-hmm. um, and the new podcast. And then we'll have, we'll have new stuff out. Yeah. In, in the yes. Year, I was like fucking fo- on it behind the scenes. I can't imagine that you aren't already following her, uh, but, but be sure, be sure to follow, subscribe, get on the mailing list, all of those things. It's a wealth of, of knowledge and, uh, evocative wonderful storytelling yes thank Thank you you. thank you so much thank you thank y'all and thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week thanks for listening to what's your sign please subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us. What's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.